In today's episode, we will be talking about Tuscany, the rustic wine from a rustic land. So home to the Sangiovese grape, it is some of the most well-known wines of the world, although the reputation has been a little varied due to lack of quality and uh, overall just kind of confusion on the grape and the region. The key to making these ethereal wines of Sangiovese is to remember that it must be planted in the right place, vinified with care, and super patient in the cellar. So when you put this care and focus in, it will, it will come into its dynamic, age-worthy expression. So Tuscany has the luxury of a warm Mediterranean climate, and it has the Tyrrhenian Sea to the west and inland hills to the east. So the grapes get generous sunlight, maritime breezes, and altitudes of 150 to 500 meters. So all these things combined offer an ideal growing condition, which actually makes it possible to produce some of the world's most distinguished wines. So today we will focus on some of the big names in Tuscany, Chianti, Brunello di Montalcino, Vino Nobile di Montepulciano. We're going to start with Tus, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to start with Chianti, uh, which was delineated in 1716 from the Grand Duke of Tuscany. So 1932 sees a more modern era of Chianti that includes seven subzones. Chianti Classico, which actually lies in the middle of the region, now exists as its own DOCG. Find the Black Rooster or Gallo Nero on the label and you know you found Chianti Classico. Uh, sometimes you'll find wines label Reserva, which means that it was aged at least 27 months, although no minimum in barrel time, and these wines do make up about a quarter of the production. So the other six subzones are Colli Argentini, Colli Fiorentini, Collina Pisane, Colli Senesi, Mantelbano, and Rufina. Wines made from multiple different areas along this Chianti region can be labeled Chianti DOCG, which I think adds to the little bit of confusion of Tuscan Sangiovese and the varied styles and quality levels. Also, it is important to note that Chianti DOCG does overlap with the Vino Nobile di Montepulciano. Pucciano, Brunello di Montalcino, Fernaccia di San Gimignano, and Carmignano. Topography and soils here are diverse. Altitudes range from 250 to 600 meters, and soils in the south are weathered sandstone, also known as alberice, and soils in the north consist of a grayish blue marlstone, also known as galestro or Tuscan galestro. Traditional and varieties include Sangiovese, which by law is 80 to 100 percent, and 0 to 20 percent Caniolo Nero, Malvasia Bianca, and Trebbiano. So the wines are medium ruby with cherry, strawberry, clove, and herbs. They age into a tobacco 
leather, tea leaf, and spice character. These are aromatic wines with dusty texture and sandy, firm tannins that do soften with age. Medium body, high acid, medium to high alcohol with a bitter almond finish. These wines range in price and quality, but can be great entry wines into the region. So classic producers are Castello Diama, Chiersabella, Rufino, and Felsina. And some classic vintages are 1990, 94, 97, 99, 2004, 2006, 2007, 2010, and 2013. So that kind of goes to show you what a great climate they have. Let's move on to Vino Nobile di Montepulciano. So these wines are more of a rustic cross between Chianti and Brunello, and they must contain at least 70% Sangiovese. So the wines sometimes have high alcohol that kind of sticks out of place, and that's mainly because the area is warmer than Chianti Classico with vineyards that face east and southeast slopes. The soils are sandier with DOCG requirements at a minimum of two years or three for reserva with a minimum of 12 months in cask. And what these are is generally large Italian casks called botti. Wines can be declassified to Rosso di Montepulciano, which can make it easier for producers to release wines early. So kind of like a accessible cash flow for uh, producers. So last but definitely not least, Brunello di Montalcino is 100% Sangiovese with definitely the highest reputation of all three. So to put things in perspective, it was the first ever DOCG and uh, the Biondi Santi 1955 Brunello won Wine of the Century. The soils here are mostly marl with limestone, schist, clay, and volcanic, adding to the increased complexity of these wines. So quality clones exist here and high altitude with a warmer and drier climate than Chianti. So this allows for that slow accumulation of acid in the grapes paired with incredible sunlight interception for full ripening and a pronounced diurnal range from maritime breezes. Kind of the perfect trifecta of climate here. Winemaking in Brunello includes extended maceration and oak aging. These wines are released after a minimum of four years or five for reserva and two years in barrel. So that low, sl long, slow maturation in giant wood allows the grapes edges to kind of fold in and soften these muscular concentrated full bodied wines of Brunello di Montalcino. The wines are bright cherry with high explosive spice, cinnamon, clove, graphite, licorice, and a distinct bay leaf character. With age, the wines are vibrant in acidity with underbrush, spice, dark cherry, and integrated yet firm tannins. Producers to note are Biondi Santi, Sandi, Castello Banfi, and Fattoria de Barbie. 
So the heartbeat of Tuscany is for sure Sangiovese, and it is clear that it's capable of producing some of the world's most incredible wines. However, the care, the focus, and patience is definitely needed to do so, and it requires daily attention. So that has me thinking, what if we put that level of care into our own selves, into our own lives, right? Perfect segue into our Zen moment. Uh, that's my Zen challenge for you this week. How can you put a little bit more focus and care and attention into your own well-being so that we can flourish we can step into our full expression, uh, imagine the possibilities when we truly take time to care for ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. So thank you for listening. This is Zen Wine, bringing you Zen moments and wine education. Peace and light, y'all.